We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome to the Monday Rotowire Daily Fantasy Sports Podcast, sponsored by FanDuel, who'd like to remind you to be sports rich. I'm Jake Letarski, joined as always on Mondays by Chris Benzine. If you're out there on Twitter, you can give Chris a follow at Crispy272002. You can follow me at JakeSki52. Chris, I was riding high this week, went 4-1 and one overall, but my one loss was to you. It was a tough loss here. Explain what went right for you in that matchup. I mean, what didn't go right in the matchup? Uh, We just had the right guys in the lineup this week. I mean, we drafted really well in that league, so I I feel like I knew Mm -hmm. coming into the... I like your team in that specifically because you drafted a lot of players that I like to own. I have a lot of T.Y. Hilton, although he didn't have the biggest week against me, but you really crushed me with guys like Lamar Miller. Yes, Brandon Cooks was the other Yeah, Brandon Cooks was crushing. Those were the big two, and then Luck... Just that quarterback had a nice finish yep. to the game, even though it didn't work out really well. But yeah, uh, and, and I had Mariota too in, in the yeah. game, and it's just uh, I, I couldn't quite come through. Dwayne Allen had a dud for me; he left with an injury. Demarco Murray scored, but didn't really have a huge game. I've still got David Johnson to go, but I don't think I'm going to make up the 60 points I need here. So, Probably over, not. overall, a good season-long week for me, week for me, but uh, not quite as sweet when I can't put a victory on the board against Chris here. But all right, listeners, we're going to go ahead and talk 
about uh, some DFS on FanDuel. We got a Monday Thursday slate that is ripe and ready to roll, and then we're going to talk about quarterbacks here for the rest of the week here. So starting with that Monday Thursday slate, we've got a game tonight between the Jets heading to Arizona, where Arizona with Carson Palmer returning are seven and a half point favorites over under on that game 46 and the second game of the Monday Thursday slate is uh, the Chicago Bears heading to Green Bay who will be playing on a short week of course coming off a tough loss to Dallas Uh, the Packers are nine point favorites for that one over under 45 and a half and I'm gonna have to get some action on this slate because I'm gonna be going to Lambeau Field on Thursday so I got to see these boys in action here let's start with the quarterbacks Chris we got Aaron Rodgers at 8,000 Carson Palmer 7,700 Brian Hoyer 7,000 of course smoking Jay Cutler if he gets back in the uh, back in action he's 7,000 but I don't think he deserves that job anymore that's a whole nother conversation to be had and then of course Ryan Fitzpatrick at 6,900 here uh, do you have a different quarterback for cash games and GPPs here or do you just have one favorite overall that you're using in both I feel like you could go with a couple quarterbacks here the probably the safer option is like is a Carson Palmer at mm-hmm. at seventy seven hundred. He's probably the safest option on the slate. I would think against that Jets defense, he's got weapons, and I believe Revis is a bit questionable for the game. I think he's slated to play, but still that Jets defense. And I mean, Revis hasn't really been that effective. He hasn't been either. Yes, that is true. But he's still probably one their best corner, maybe one of their best corners still. Even mm-hmm. so, without him, it it gets even worse. But yeah, he's he's got plenty of targets, and and the Jets defense has allowed a lot of passing yards mm-hmm. this year. They're one of three teams, just three teams in the league, to average over three hundred yards yep. per air allowed through the game. The other two, the Raiders, the Raiders and the Saints. That, I mean that you you expect that from the Raiders and the Saints. You don't you don't expect that from the Jets here. Yeah, and the and you look at the Jets, they actually have the worst quarterback rating against in the league this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, second worst, of, I think yes, Detroit. Yes, Detroit outside of Detroit. Sorry, I was mm-hmm. looking at it. Yes, yeah, second worst outside of Detroit. Very close between the two teams as mm-hmm. well. And twelve touchdowns and just two interceptions allowed this year. I mean, there's there's a lot to like in Carson Palmer. I could see. The Brian Hoyer at seven thousand being the GPP kind of play that mm-hmm. I I don't think he's going to be like completely shunned and and faded, but maybe and the Monday Thursday slate I could see that being a GPP play, especially with Cutler being you know questionable. People might be scared of him. Assuming if you want to take that risk on it, I could see mm-hmm. him having a good performance, especially yeah. at the seven thousand price tag. I've almost similar to the situation in Dallas. I just don't think that the it's not that the Bears have been getting a ton of momentum with Hoyer, but Hoyer's been playing a lot better than Jay Cutler has over the last over Jay's last sixteen, eighteen games. However, whatever kind of sample size you want to put it there, but I, yeah, I guess you do have to wait out the de- the decision. Even if Cutler's healthy, I still think Hoyer starts that game. So I would pretty safely put Hoyer in but you do kind of have to risk a little bit because of the Monday lineup block here but yeah I agree Carson Palmer for cash games uh, he's, he's probably the safest bet I mean Aaron Rodgers 8800 is there any appeal to using someone like him I mean the Bears defense has been all right against the pass I guess but is it just more or less Rodgers hasn't been on his game lately he hasn't been on his game that, that is that's a fact of I, that I've seen week in and week out but mm-hmm. um I, I could see I mean Rodgers may almost be a tournament type play this week. It, surprisingly, at eighty eight hundred as the mm-hmm. top price on the board, just because people know that he's been bad. You look at his stat, his recent games; he hasn't been very good. And the Bears' defense, while it has been decent, is still. Mm-hmm. I mean, it it had in the past seasons and even 
coming up towards this season. I mean, Rodgers did throw for almost 300 yards last week. He fumbled twice that, and threw an interception, turned the ball over a lot against Dallas. Mm-hmm. I don't see them having uh, as bad of a game against to, um, Chicago this week. So, and but the price tag actually eighty six no eighty eight hundred is what Rodgers is at for for the Monday Thursday slate. Yep. He's, he's yeah, a it's a little bit different if you go to just the Sunday slate. Yeah. But yes, for the for the Monday Thursday, he's at eighty eight hundred. But so I could see a lot of people fading him just because of the factors we're talking about with the price tag and stuff. And he could be a sneaky play if he he has the um, some of the weapons there. Mm-hmm. Lacey's a, maybe a bit banged up in that. They don't really have much yep. of a running game. Could rely a lot more on the pass. Mm-hmm. A lot. Yeah, yeah, we might see Ty Montgomery taking a lot of, uh, yes. of uh, carries, and we'll get to that a little in a little yep. bit when we talk about receivers here. But yeah, Lacey's still kind of under evaluation. James Stark's going to miss a few more yep. weeks with that. Uh, I believe it's an MCL sprain or it's, it's a knee sprain here. So uh, yep. yeah, the run games might take a little bit of a hit there. And yeah, I mean, I see where you're coming from with Rodgers. The Bears only allowed seven passing touchdowns on the year, but they have given up seven or twenty plays of twenty plus yards. So I guess maybe a little susceptible to the big play. They're not at full strength because, of course, Kyle Fuller landing on IR he was generally regarded to be one of their better cornerbacks not not going to happen so yeah I could see uh, I, I think I'm with you where I want to save the money and go with Carson Palmer but I think there are enough value options here to at least want to consider Rodgers here but let's talk about the running backs in this uh in this slate here things are going to get interesting here of course top running back in the league top running back in fantasy well maybe he, it's between him and Zeke Elliott but David Johnson checks in at 9100 we've got Jordan Howard at 7700 Eddie Lacy at 7000 who you mentioned very risky to go with Eddie Lacy in, in a lineup like this because you're not going to know until probably I don't know six eastern or i'm sorry yeah six central i guess on uh on thursday if he is going to be active or not it's just a, it's a really tough uh tough situation there and of course we've got matt forte for the jets joik bell for the bears i mean i i'm not sure if i like any of these other uh like the joik bell uh Bilal powell's 5400 Langford's probably not going to play. Kerwin Williams is 4500 so for me i'm really picking two between david johnson jordan howard and Matt Forte here. Do you have a favorite there or any other outside candidates? I mean, you looked at uh, the Packers' rush defense. It was best in the league coming into last week, but they showed uh, Dallas did show that they can run on it, but you look at Dallas, they're probably the best offensive line in the league, mm-hmm. and they have a solid running back. Not that Jordan Howard is a bad one, but Ezekiel Elliott is definitely one of the better running backs in the league, probably benefiting from that offensive line as well. Mm-hmm. But um, you so – I definitely you have to consider him, um, but there is that drawback there. So I could see, I could see Matt Forte at sixty eight hundred because he's a guy that will catch the ball out of the mm-hmm. backfield a lot as well. And then David Johnson at ninety one hundred. The the Jets are a lot more susceptible to the pass than the run, but mm-hmm. I mean David Johnson's still David Johnson, and yep. I think you almost have to. You almost have to take him yeah. given the the limited number of options that are available. Yeah, there's just not a whole lot there for you. I mean, yeah, if, if you knew Lacey was healthy, I don't think he'd be a bad play at 7,000, but that's a pretty big risk. And, yeah, the Packers – see, the Packers have been – before this past week against Ezekiel Elliott, they were historically good against the run, but they faced a lot of offenses that just had a backfield that's pretty decimated. I'm talking about the New York Giants and the Detroit Lions, teams like that. The Jags weren't even at full strength, and they played them. No Chris Ivory. So I think uh, – 
we saw it. This is, I mean, it's not what the Packers run defense really is against Ezekiel Elliott because Zeke's going to do that to everyone essentially. But um, we saw something a little bit more realistic and now they're kind of regressing to the mean, I guess you could say. They did that in a big way on Sunday. But yeah, I agree. That makes Howard a little bit risky. Uh, I might be more inclined to use Howard in a PPR DFS site or uh, I don't know, somewhere where he's a little bit cheaper priced because yeah, 7,700, that's a little, that's a little bit for me, but I mean, he's getting, he's priced like a feature back, which he is, but I agree with you. I think it's a Johnson Forte day and there's not really anybody lower than Forte on the list that I'm thinking about too hard here. What about the wide receiver position though, Chris? We've got Jordy Nelson topping it off at 8,300. Elshon Jeffrey at 7,600. Brandon Marshall at 7,500. Larry Fitzgerald, 7,400. Randall Cobb at 7,000. And then we uh, have a lot more options there, but are you paying up for receivers or are you trying to find some value in the bargain bin? I, this is probably the first week we've had a lot of weeks of Monday Thursday slates where we talked and there haven't been a lot of the the value play options that you really wanted to go with but this mm-hmm. week I feel like there are a few options down the list that you can go with one of them being which we briefly mentioned being the Ty Montgomery at 4500 not only is there questions in the running game and if Lacey were to be hurt Ty Montgomery could see a lot of action out of that backfield, but also Devontae Adams was being evaluated for a concussion during Mm -hmm. that game on Sunday, and if he's out, that opens up some more playing time, and Montgomery, who played out of the backfield, also had 10 catches in that game, so he carried the ball, had 10 catches for 98 yards, 12 targets, and he he fumbled twice, which kind of made the day look a little worse than it did. So he only scored 13.4. But if you look at his usage, there's definitely room. You had 4,500. There's definitely some value there. Mm-hmm. Um, going up a little bit more, Cameron Meredith at 5,400 against the Packers defense, who's down potentially a couple cornerbacks, mm-hmm. if not three, with uh, their of their best cornerbacks this week. And Meredith, the last two weeks, has had – 27 targets in the last mm-hmm. two weeks so he's it's kind of a new favorite for for brian hoyer not that uh alshon jeffrey's not going to have his own targets mm-hmm. they were pretty even but he actually i b- believe had more targets than jeffrey in each of the last two weeks yeah. so if you're if you're doing that at, at that price there's definitely some value plays where you can pay up at other positions like if you wanted to take a chance on rogers or and and especially with like you need to almost have david mm-hmm. johnson in the lineup at 9,100, this can definitely help you do that. Yeah, absolutely. Using Ty Montgomery or Cameron Meredith at, at 45 and 5,400, respectively. If I use both of those players, I have a really hard time uh, you spending all my money. I, don't, I just don't think you yeah. can do it here. So you're really kind of picking one or the other. And I guess in that situation, I might lean towards Meredith a little bit just because the target volume we know is there. Montgomery's eh, maybe a little bit risky because we don't know about Devontae Adams. We don't really know about the running game. So there's a lot of X factors going on there. However, I mean, if you are if you get off of work Thursday and want to try to uh, and check out the inactive report and then want to do like a Thursday through Sunday lineup the next week, that's what I'm looking uh, really heavily at Ty Montgomery in those situations just to see how the whole thing's shaking out because I think there is a lot of good chances to uh, to get some value there depending on how that injury report looks. What about the tight end position, though, Chris? There's really not a lot to like here. Zach Miller's 5,800, and to me, he's really the only viable option. He's the most expensive option, but, again, you struggle to spend your money on a slate like this. Is, is it straight Zach Miller for you, or are you considering anybody else? I'd have to assume that he has, he's really only the 
option on the board that you can go with. Mm-hmm. I mean, Richard Rodgers hasn't been targeted at all in the offense. Mm-hmm. Austin in an offense Jenkins, that's a sputtering, essentially. Yeah, in an offense that's struggling. I mean, Austin Safarian Jenkins, since coming to the Jets, I mean, he has, I don't even mm-hmm. know if he's played since coming to the Jets or I mean, he may have played one. Yeah, he's been around in he's the been, lineup, I believe, yeah. but he's also a little bit banged up. He's dealing with he's, an ankle injury, too. So five targets through three games this year total and he's just yeah he's dealing with an ankle injury tough i mean you'll know at least if he's going to play but really that none of those are options are really i I don't see any options outside of zach miller at the top of the board yeah i mean the bears have a really cool name tight end busta anderson but uh of course no fantasy just just a cool name (laughs) i i I had to point that out because i i haven't really heard of that guy uh outside of uh today here but yeah zach miller's my man here in this monday thursday slate here let's jump ahead to the upcoming week here uh let's look at the top tier of quarterbacks here week six buys real quick reminder carolina and dallas both on buys so no dak prescott no cam newton cam newton typically one of the highest priced quarterbacks on the slate depending on matchup a little bit but he usually gets the nod because uh he's been able to run the ball in and of course uh, throwing through the air here only one quarterback sticks out at 9100 and that's Tom Brady who goes to Pittsburgh to face a Steelers team that will be outside of Big Ben here is Tom Brady really on the tier of his own I mean they're pricing him that way so I you pretty much have to I don't know if I would do it as much this week his first week was huge but he did and he had a good second week against Cincinnati as well but uh, the question is, will they be able to continue doing that? I mean, I could see that being the case still with Landry Jones potentially, or with Landry Jones pretty much guaranteed starting for Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. That offense struggles to stay on the field. New England isn't afraid to run up scores in games. So if the, I, I could see. Especially against the Steelers. I mean, the Steelers are kind of like a rival to the Pats, you would say. And yeah, and, and this I mean, is, just even though they don't have Big Ben, yeah. I don't put it beyond Belichick to run that score up. So I think Brady still could be viable even in, in, in a game where they have a big lead. Yeah, just in terms of two teams that are really, that are good teams in general, you, Belichick's not opposed to ever uh, running up scores. So I can still see Brady being used at 9,100. Um, Pittsburgh's defense has been decent this year, so that's something to consider. But I mean, there's a lot of pretty decent defenses that Brady goes up against and doesn't really have a ton of issues. The Pittsburgh defense is strong when their offense is playing well. That's pretty much how it is. If their offense is taking up time, taking time off the clock, and giving their defense momentum, then Pittsburgh's defense plays very well. If their offense is sputtering and is unable to uh, score points, which may or may not be the case with Landry Jones here, then their defense might not play well. So that I could see a case for Tom Brady. But what about the next tier? We've got uh, the six-week MVP, Matt Ryan. He's 8,700 at or home against San Diego. Aaron Rodgers, 8,600. Of course, uh, that Thursday game here, you have to be playing in a contest where that Thursday game is involved here. And then, uh, and then we have Drew Brees, who's 8,500 at the Chiefs. Anybody that you like there? Or do you think we're going to keep moving down the list for some better, more cost-effective options? I mean, I like some of the guys at that that spot on the list. I mean, you have to kind of like Matt Ryan at 8,700 going against San Diego, who's been down already. Their top corner, Jason Verrett, and Brandon Flowers was also out last week with a concussion. He's mm-hmm. not, not sure if he's going to play. If he doesn't play, that's an issue. And their safety, uh, Jaleel Adai, is out multiple weeks with an injury. So you have some injuries in that secondary already to a secondary that wasn't 
particularly good in the first place. Mm-hmm. And you have Matt Ryan, who's, as you mentioned, has been lighting up the scoreboard through through so far this season. So I, I definitely can see at 8,700 him being an option. Maybe I might even – I guess you both mm-hmm. him and Brady are pretty even in terms of value, I think, at that point. I yeah, I think, I think we're both fading Rodgers at that. Yeah, yeah. When the slate's this big, then you could fade Rodgers. When the slate's only a, a two-game slate, and yeah, then people that you think are going to go away from him, and you can maybe do a contrarian than Rodgers. But on, on a slate like this, there's so many better options. Not only in the top tier, but I think you'll find yeah. better options as we move down the list. Let's look at the eight thousand eighty-four hundred dollar tier, though. Big Ben, he's getting his meniscus. The word I keep seeing is trimmed. So he's, of course, not going to play this week, and then there's a buy right after that. It's a two- to six-week timetable. I'm no doctor, but that's what I continue to hear about Ben Roethlisberger. So we'll talk about Landry Jones towards the bottom here. But then you got four other guys between 8,000 and 8,300 to choose from. Derek Carr at Jacksonville, Andrew Luck at Tennessee, Andy Dalton at or home against Cleveland. He's just 8,100. Russell Wilson's an even 8K at Arizona here. My theme all year has been pick on the Browns, pick on the Browns. Does that make Andy Dalton a good play at 8,100, or do you like other people in this tier? I mean, it it definitely does, especially if he ends up missing. It, if Cleveland ends up missing Joe Hayden again this week, you, mm-hmm. you have Joe Hayden at least maybe holding A.J. Green a little more in check, but if he's not available, that could be a huge game for A.J. Green, which mm-hmm. will also mean a huge game for Andy Dalton. So... I definitely would monitor the status of AJ Green for or of uh, not AJ Green of Joe Hayden, of Joe Hayden for that game because it could have a, a a little bit of an implication on how it not. Mm-hmm. But either way, even if Joe Hayden's playing, I still could see Andy Dalton having a pretty good game in terms of the, if we're looking at the the that slate uh, that tier of quarterback, I could definitely see him possibly being the best option among those. Yeah, absolutely. And I also want to keep an eye out on the status of Tyler Eifert. I don't have anything concrete on him yet. But uh, Cleveland, even though they shut down Delaney Walker last year, or last week, I'm sorry, uh, they are still giving up the most fantasy points to tight ends here. So uh, if Eifert's back, he might be able to play a little bit. But yeah, this Cleveland's Browns secondary, if they don't have Hayden, they're starting Breanne, Body Calhoun, and Jamar Taylor at the cornerbacks. Then you've got Tremont Williams and Nickel Package. We all know about him from his days as a Packer. I think Andy Dalton's probably the best matchup in in that tier, at least on paper here. I mean, Tennessee defense was admirable ish i mean andrew luck i think is always possible for a huge game i'm probably fading Derek carr i don't want the recency bias to hit me too much but at the same time i i, I just i i don't think I, I didn't see much from him against the chiefs i don't expect a whole lot from the jaguars here so i, I think we're on the same page with andy dalton being the top option in that eight thousand to eighty three hundred dollar range fantasy football fans have all the victory every sunday FanDuel offers fantasy football for everyday fans. New contests starting every week. No busted seasons. Just pick a contest, choose your team, and watch your score real time. New this year is an upgraded experience to get even more contest variety. You can try beginner contests for new players only. Settle a score with a friend in a head-to-head contest. Try a 50-50 where the top half wins cash or play in larger tournaments for even more excitement. Play for just a dollar. There are choices for every budget. Chris, your DFS locks both performed outstanding this week. Uh, you gave me the heads up, the inside tip on LaShawn McCoy and, uh, and Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper didn't find the end zone, but Shady had a big day, and it could have been even bigger, though. But overall, pretty decent week on FanDuel. Yeah, I have no complaints. I mean, I tossed out a few 
locks a couple weeks in a row. And mm-hmm. You've been on fire made, lately, yeah, Chris. I haven't made too many mistakes, fortunately. Um, but, yeah, uh, I didn't uh, – unfortunately didn't finish in the top ten of our staff competition this week, but I, I, I'm still in the top mm-hmm. five, top three. I'm in third place right now. And uh, I, I don't really have any complaints with how it's been going so far. It's been it's been pretty mm-hmm. smooth sailing so far this year. Yeah, definitely. Uh, be sure to stay out there on Twitter and uh, and give me a follow. I'll, I'll tweet out Zine's Sunday morning lineup locks here because those seem like the hot picks. Those are my best lineups this week. So uh, Chris Chris is the ranked uh, expert here in terms of our staff FanDuel thing. I my lineups had, uh, haven't quite been hitting for that particular contest this week. I've had a couple of good lineups, but not quite the same uh, as Chris. But fortunately, we got ten weeks to go, and we're going to work that out here. But uh, once again, FanDuel wants to remind you to have all the fantasy that football has to offer and to be sports rich all right chris let's look at uh, the next tier of quarterbacks the 76 to 7900 tier uh matt stafford versus washington Mariota versus indianapolis philip rivers at atlanta eli manning at los angeles tyrod taylor at miami joe flacco at the jets carson palmer home against seattle Jameis winston at the 49ers here anyone jump out at you from that tier yeah, I'd have to say Marcus Mariota this week against mm-hmm. the Indianapolis. I wasn't sold on him going into last week just because I, I just there's a, been a lack of passing attempts and yardage in a lot of their games mm-hmm. so far. But each of the last two weeks, he's run the ball seven times, so it seems like he may be getting involved a little more on the ground again. And it's kind of jump-started. He's, he's got six over 60 yards rushing in each of those games. Found the end zone two weeks ago. Didn't find it this week. But he's also thrown for three touchdowns in each of those games. So maybe just getting that that little boost on the ground, getting a little more involved mm-hmm. there, makes him a little almost a better quarterback overall. Um, he had he had 24 only 24 passing attempts, so that's a little scary. The volume is a little low. But uh, he does face another bad defense in Indianapolis this week. So I could see him, especially at, at – 7,900 mm-hmm. being a good value this week. Yeah, see, I'm a little bit hesitant about um, Mariota. I'm going to start him over the likes of, of Bortles. Who, or, actually, I don't know. That's going to be a close one, him and Bortles. I'm going to have to think about that a lot. Uh, but I, I am going to ride that in season long. I don't know about in daily because right under Mariota, we have Phillip Rivers who sits at 7,800 uh, going to Atlanta. So he, Rivers, he gets the dome. And, uh, I mean, the, the Falcons are giving up the second most uh, fantasy points two opposing quarterbacks they've given up 14 touchdowns through the air this year they didn't and that's after they didn't really give up a big game to russell wilson here so those stats really shows you how porous they've been in their past defense over the season's first six weeks so i'm probably going to go in quite a bit on philip rivers whose price has finally decreased to down to under under eight thousand here so that's a big one uh, i also kind of like Jameis winston at 7500 but i'm going to kind of watch to see who the running backs are in that game against san francisco because i think that's who's going to get most of the points there from a fantasy perspective here uh so we could list off a bunch of quarterbacks here, Chris, but I think we're going to jump right into our tournament and our GPP plays. Last week, you threw out Brock Osweiler, who had a heck of a fourth quarter comeback to redeem yourself in, in GPPs where you were using him. I threw out Case Keenum as a play. Both of us throwing out pretty good plays. So let's see if we can recreate some of that magic this week. Chris, I see you've got a couple of different GPP plays here, uh, so let's let, let's run them down. Who are you liking? Yeah, this is kind of the week of the GPP play for me. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I do. I hate to do this to start it off, but uh, I might be double dipping on some Bears action. 
mm-hmm. on Thursday. You go, you look at Brian Hoyer. He's at uh, I believe seven thousand for the Monday Thursday slate. That actually drops to sixty seven hundred against the Packers. So oh boy, you're getting him even cheaper price tag, and he's thrown for over three hundred yards in four straight games. As I mentioned um, before, I. He's kind of found another target in Cameron Meredith who you could pair with him mm-hmm. or you could pair Elshon. Both of those guys have had pretty good weeks recently, and the Packers could be down two to three corners, as I mentioned. So yeah. if they're down those corners, Jay Cutler is questionable. But with this, if you're playing the Thursday through Monday mm-hmm. slate, this you'd have to play the Thursday through Monday slate to get him involved in your lineup. So mm-hmm. that's just mainly for those yeah. for that slate, but I could see him being an option in those slates, especially. Yeah. Um, and, and you'll get the full lowdown with the injury report if yes. you play the Thursday through yep. Sunday you'll, slate. You'll know that which is big. whether or not Cutler is going to be playing in that mm-hmm. game at that time. I, yeah, so. I would almost uh, wait on that injury report. If Shields is out again, then it's a Jeffrey day. If Shields is back, you presume Shields covers Jeffrey, then it's probably a Meredith day. But uh, either way, I could see Hoyer being getting you somewhere in GPPs. I see you got a couple yep. other plays I'm listed here. I'm going to do a couple of quick other ones. One of them I could see a case for is Fitzmagic next week's Ryan <laughs> Fitzpatrick at 6,900 against the Ravens. This is another defense with some injuries at cornerback. They have three fresh ones that occurred Sunday, and one of them, the probably the biggest one, would be Jimmy Smith. If he's not available for that game this week, that could mean a lot for Brandon Marshall and – because there's a drop-off. It's Sharice Wright is their number two corner, and even he's a little uh, has health concerns, and I believe their third cornerback as well. There's a lot of health concerns there in, in that secondary, and that could open up for open up some holes in the secondary for the likes of Brandon Marshall and Quincy Anunua for Fitzpatrick to, to have a decent day, especially mm-hmm. at 6,900. Probably maybe like Hoyer a little more than him as well, and, and probably even my last one a little more than Fitzpatrick maybe, but... Um, I definitely could see Fitzpatrick providing some value at 6,900. And then my last one is uh, we'll go Colin Kaepernick at 6,500 against Tampa Bay. He, he threw up uh, 18 points last week against the Buffalo defense and faces that uh, worst Tampa defense this week. You mentioned uh, mm-hmm. it, that Jameis you could see being a play, a guy that could put up some points, and I can see that being the case. And the, the 49ers are going to have to try to match it somehow. And Kaepernick is a guy that provides with a lot on the ground, a high volume uh, number of plays in a Chip Kelly offense that's up tempo, and so you're getting a lot a lot of plays. It's not necessarily a, a great offense, but getting a lot of plays in a quarterback that can run, and I can see him providing plenty of value at 6,500. Yeah, absolutely, Chris. I'm digging a lot of those plays. Uh, I do see the Fitzpatrick against the Ravens because not only are they banged up in the secondary, their linebackers and their pass rushing options, C.J. Mosley, Elvis Doomerville, those guys are banged up as well. So it's just the defense that's been pretty ravaged by injuries. So maybe it is finally a five-touchdown Fitzpatrick week. I guess we'll wait and see. Even Eli got things going against Baltimore last week, so there's a lot to go on. I'm going to go back to the pick on the Lions well and pick Kirk Cousins. I know he's a little bit higher priced at 7300 but the Lions are still giving up the most fantasy points a game new opposing quarterbacks and the situation for Cousins will only improve if Jordan Reed returns here that would be a huge boost for him but even if not I mean Pierre Garçon got going last week Jamison Crowder's proven to be a relatively reliable option Matt Jones has helped kick the running game going so I think just overall uh, it could be a big week for Kirk Cousins I mean if Case Keenum was able to throw for three and one 
run for one against the Lions. I think uh, Kirk Cousins could be uh, could have be in for a big game here. I, I think that I'm going to use him in in quite a few lineups, maybe even cash games, because I, I think it's I mean 202 touchdowns is is a floor for Cousins. I think on Sunday. Yeah, as we mentioned, uh, the Lions are the worst defense against the quarterback rating is the highest against the Lions in the league, and. It, Picking on Detroit on a weekly basis is never a bad option. So mm-hmm. definitely see that being a potential value play at that price. Yeah, absolutely. Well, before we sign off, we have a special offer for new FanDuel users. Get a free six-month subscription with a $10 deposit on FanDuel. Go to FanDuel.com slash RotoWire. Not only will you get the free subscription, but you'll have that $10 available to play with on FanDuel. That's over $40 in value for just 10 bucks. Go to FanDuel.com slash RotoWire. If you're already a FanDuel user and still want to check out our site, be sure to go to RotoWire.com slash pod. That's RotoWire.com slash P-O-D for a free 10-day trial. Once again, uh, thanks for joining me, Chris. You can follow Chris on Twitter at CrispyTooth72002. You can follow me on Twitter at Jakeski52, the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm sorry, Daily Fantasy Football Podcast. We'll return Tuesday with myself and John McKechnie, where we'll be talking running backs. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.